Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Every name. Thank you, Jesus. We speak Jesus over every illness, over every infirmity, over every sickness, uh, over every worry, care, doubt, fear. We speak your name, Jesus. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that you are Lord. No name is above your name. Your name is above every other name, and we put every other uh, doubt or insecurity or difficulty under your name right now where it belongs. We thank you. You rule and reign over all, and you rule and reign over us. We love you. We thank you for your presence, for your power. In your wonderful name, Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. He's good, isn't he? Praise God. Uh, This morning, uh, I'm going to preach to you. And uh, then I I imagined uh, Pastor Paul wasn't in here for the announcements beforehand, but I'm sure Pastor Poole mentioned Wednesday night, uh, we are starting a brand new series uh, at 6.30 on eternity. And I have subtitled it, uh, Something to Look Forward to. And it is, eternity is something to look forward to, to every believer. And if you're not a believer, you can be a believer and then have something to look forward to in eternity. Isn't that right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. Okay, so you see the title is on the screen. Uh, and uh, it is, I'm, I'm calling this, obviously, Knowing and Believing God's Love. I, try, I like to come up with snappy, kind of cool titles. Uh, and this one is a really good title because it uh, describes exactly what I'm preaching it's not so snappy or cool, but it's true. Now tell yourself it's true. We, all of us, myself included, need a better awareness and understanding, really, a better revelation of God's love. We need to know His love, and we need to believe His love, because He's a good Heavenly Father, isn't He? I was raised in a home with a, with a good dad, I, I always knew that he loved me, uh, but he was no pushover. Uh, when I needed to be disciplined, you know, one of some of the most feared words, and he wasn't abusive, but he did apply discipline in the old way, you know, if you know what I mean. And so uh, the, the, some of the most feared words that would come out of my mom's lips were, your dad will take care of you when he gets home. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought, well, good, he's going to take care of me. She didn't mean, anyway. You, so I, I had done, so I don't even remember what I did. I was little, though, and I had uh, done something bad. And so my mom had said the words, so I, all the rest of the day, I was uh, uh, thinking about him taking care of me. And so I got an idea, and again, this is 
Gosh, I am really young uh, when I did this. I don't know how old I was, but old enough to have a brain. So I went to my dad's closet and got out like four or five belts, and I laid them out on his bed for him, you know. And I see in my little kid brain, I'm thinking, you know, he's going to come in, he's going to see my uh, humility and my acceptance of of my wrongdoing and his heart's just going to melt and then I'm going to get off, you know. Guess what? When he got home, he came in, looked at the belts, picked one up and whap, whap, whap. And that, that was that. He took care of me. But I, I always knew that he loved me. I, uh, there was another time where I had a, a bad, <laughs> excuse me for a moment, uh, my watch, uh, because of my slinging around, is telling me that I, it appears you had a fall. <laughs> Not yet. I just didn't want the, the, the uh, uh, EMTs to come running in the door, you know. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so another time uh, when I, uh, I was real sick, I had a uh, high spiking fever. And I remember my dad looking down at me. With, with, and, and my dad, I only saw him cry like three times in his life. And this was one of those times where tears welled up in his eyes. He looked down at me, and he said, I wish I could be sick for you. And I wasn't raised in a full gospel home. He, my, my mom and dad uh, uh, had a belief system, but, you know, it was very traditional and all. But he did express the love of God through those words to me. And I was thinking for... For anyone here, and I know that my dad was really an exception, the longer I live, the more I appreciate my parents and the household that I was raised in. But for anyone who never knew the love of a father like that, we have a father in heaven whose love for us makes my dad look like a slacker. His love, our heavenly father's love, is literally out of this world. It never falters. It never fails. It is an everlasting love. It is a love so great that the Bible says it passes knowledge. It is so big and so great, we'll never understand all of it this side of eternity, but we can get to know it better. In 1 John 3, verse 1, It says, see how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. When we are born again, when we ask Jesus to come into our lives, we are born into the kingdom of God, we are born into the family of God, and we are children of God, and we are greatly beloved. We are greatly loved by God. Now, this message is one that has been working on me for as long as I've been saved, knowing and believing God's love. Uh, it's, a, it's a fundamental truth, like knowing and believing the grace of God. We, uh, 
we need to know and believe in God's grace well. If we, if we don't get grace right, almost everything else, if not everything else, will be wrong in our Christian life. And the love of God, knowing and believing God's love for us, is a fundamental truth like that, that, that we have to get. If we don't get God's love for us right, then things are going to be wrong in our, in our lives, in our belief system. <clears throat> we won't have the security that we should have if we don't believe God's love for us. We ought to be secure. We have a great God, don't we? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, if we don't know and believe His love, then we're just going to have to kind of hope that things work out. Well, I don't really know, but I hope things are going to be okay. If we know and believe His love, we'll know that He's going to take care of us. We'll be able to believe, Romans 8.28, that all things work together for good to those who love God. We'll have a confidence that no matter what comes in our life, that God is going to help us through it. Knowing and believing God's love is the foundation of our security in life. Now, I understand that there are lots of believers who hear statements like this and say, yeah, I know, God loves me. I, and we, if you've been in church for any length of time, you've heard it time and time again, God loves you, God loves us, God loves his, his kids. Uh, but really, the question isn't just if we uh, know it, but if we really believe it. And I'm talking about down in the depths of our heart. We need to believe God loves us better. We need better believing in the love of God. And that's why I'm sharing this message is to, to help show us uh, a revelation of the love of God and help maybe better help us believe. Uh, I said earlier this, is, this message is, has been working on me since I got saved. And really, it has been working in my life from the time I was born. And and God's love has been so good to me. Uh, he did so much behind the scenes to bring me to the place to where I got saved. He really set me up. And you know what? If you became a believer in Jesus Christ, uh, if you have already done that, let me tell you something. God set you up. And He set you up because He loves you. If you're here this morning, you've never given your heart to Christ, or if you're viewing, listening online, God's setting you up. He wants you to know and believe His love. And all through our lives, we get glimpses and pictures of God's love. When my daughter, Laura, she was our firstborn. When she was born, uh, I got a revelation of God's love. Uh, when I was holding that little baby girl in my arms, and I looked at her, and I thought to myself, I remember one of the first thoughts that I, that I had was, if God's love for me far excels my love for this little baby, uh, then his love, you know, it's just like, poof, <laughs> completely blows my mind. Our love as earthly fathers or, or moms is considered evil in comparison with God's love. That's a mind blower. And that revelation changed my whole life. It did. 
It changed my whole ministry. I was a young pastor at that time. And I tell you, I, I can guarantee you that, that our church so appreciated Laura being born because I got a revelation of the love of God and I was a nicer guy after that. <laughs> All our lives we get insights into how much God loves us and we ought to pay better attention. Tell yourself, pay better attention. Every blessing we receive, every answered prayer, everything that God does in our lives is Him telling us, I love you. We need to know it and believe it. Now, my title came from this next portion of Scripture. It's in 1 John chapter 16 through 19, and it reads like this. And we have known... <clears throat> And believed the love God has for us. God is love, and he who, he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. He who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Knowing and believing. Uh, in, in that uh, first verse there, in verse 16, we have known and believed the love God has for us. I didn't give you the, there, there you go. That's, that's the rest of that first portion of Scripture. And this is going back to 16. We have known and believed the love God has for us. So again, it's not just knowing. Um, there was a missionary acquaintance that I had years ago. That, and I say acquaintance because he really wasn't a, much of a friend because he was weird. But, uh, but he... he uh, such a long story that I'm not going to tell it all. But I will say this, he was a know-it-all. He was very irritating, very annoying. And he, he, was, he was actually taller than I, had a big, full head of white hair, and he had a big baritone voice, a big, low voice. And the guy, you couldn't tell him anything that he didn't already know. And one of his favorite lines was, well, I know that. <laughs> We'd be talking, well, I know that. And it got so bad to where all of us who knew him used to talk about afterwards. This is bad, I know, but we used to, if somebody would say so, we'd use his line. Well, I know that. <laughs> and so, you know, when you talk about God's love, I know some of you in the recesses of your mind may be saying, well, I know that. But it is not just knowing, it's believing. Tell yourself this morning, I believe God loves me. <clears throat> Knowing and believing God loves us changes everything. Uh, and it's not just about how much we love God. We ought to love God. Uh, it's the first commandment uh, to love God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and strength. And we ought to love God. But listen, we will never be able to pull that off unless... We believe he first loved us. 
we love Him. 1 John 4, 19, we love Him because He first loved us. See, our ability to love God comes from us understanding, knowing, and believing God loves us. We need to know it and believe it. Now, there's a great example. I love this, this story and this example out of the New Testament of knowing and believing uh, God's love for us. Uh, the Bible says that the apostle or disciple John is the disciple Jesus loved. And this phrase is repeated four times, the disciple Jesus loved. And now, as it says that, I don't believe that it means he was the only disciple Jesus loved, right? I mean, come on. It wasn't like he loved John and tolerated the others. I love you. The rest of these guys, not so much. That, that isn't him. That isn't Jesus, is it? Uh, I don't believe that John was the teacher's pet. I don't believe that he was uh, uh, the, the favorite. The Bible says that God is no respecter of persons, and that infers that he doesn't have favorites. But because it says four times the disciple Jesus loved, we can get the feeling that uh, John was a disciple Jesus loved the most. <laughs> But if you look, that phrase is only used in John's own gospel. <clears throat> so what am I saying? I mean, the, the Bible is the inspired Word of God, isn't it? So when, when John wrote that, he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit told him to wrote that, write that, and so it's there, not just because John is trying to get at the other guys, you know, I'm the one, but this is the point. He said it, and he repeated it four different times in his gospel is because he did get it. He understood that he was the one Jesus loved. He no doubt knew that Jesus loved all the rest, but he took it personally. And that's what I'm trying to get across to us this morning again, is that he loves us all intensely. The key to everything in our Christian life is knowing and believing we're the ones Jesus loves. Our self-esteem will be unshakable if we know and believe that he loves us. A lot of us have issues with our self-image, don't we? We worry about how others view us. And uh, most of us here uh, have, have insecurities in our life, don't we? Amen. Now, some of you may have noticed I'm bald. And, you know, truthfully, sometimes I'll make a joke about it or, or make light of it for a laugh. But the reality is I really don't like other people making jokes about it. Because I don't. <laughs> I just, and you say, you say, wow, you're oversensitive. I am. I, I just, I just don't like, you know. It's, 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 it's about what I look like, and you're making fun of the way I, I look. It just, uh, it just, 
But it, I, don't, I don't necessarily. I might laugh and ha ha ha, but inside I'm thinking, oh, that's not funny. <laughs> now, I understand the shaved head look has become very stylish. And I get it. If a guy has started to lose his hair, to just shave it all off and, and all that, I, I get that. What I don't get is the guy with the full head of hair shaving it off. I don't get it. I feel like, hey, God, you know what? I'll take their hair. They don't want it anyway. <laughs> but all of us have insecurities in, in various dimensions. Uh, uh, some of us are acutely aware of our own self-image and how we look, how other people view us and treat us and so on. But this is my point. If we know and believe God loves us, it will change how we view ourselves and we won't worry so much about how other people see us. Amen. Because if God is for us, who can be against us? If we really know it and believe it, we'll have a sense of confidence and security. God's love, see, isn't dependent on how we look on whether we're successful, or even how good we're living. It isn't even dependent on how much we love Jesus. We love Him because He first loved us. And our self-esteem will be rock solid if we know and believe He loves us. Because that's who He is. Amen. He is love. And He loves us, you know why? Just because He decided to. And knowing and believing this will change our lives. It'll change the way we look at ourselves. Now, I want you to say this with me. I know and believe God loves me. That's good. Now, I could just close in prayer right here, but I've got a little more to say. <laughs> knowing and believing will help our self-esteem, that we are loved by God himself. Knowing and believing God loves us will help us live without fear. In 1 John 4, verse 18, it says there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. He who fears has not been made perfect in love. <clears throat> I was thinking about this. What would life be like to live entirely free from fear? Now, I'm not talking about being stupid and getting up on your house and jumping off because I am free from fear of gravity. You do that, you're stupid. It's, and you know, the, somebody said the 11th commandment is, thou shalt not be stupid. <laughs> but listen, what, what God wants for us is for us to be able to live free from anxiety, dread, and nagging insecurity. Insecurity is based in fear. Amen. And if we are afraid of what the future holds, of uh, what we're going to live on, uh, what, uh, if we are going to get a disease of some kind, whatever the fear is or the anxiousness is in our life, perfect love casts out fear. Now, I used to believe and think that when it says perfect love, it was talking about God's love because 
our love, you know, it's, it, it may grow, but our love is, is just, our love's not perfect. God's love. And so I interpret it as, as God's perfect love cast out fear. And there is a truth in that. But I have realized something in studying that I just, you know, I've been a believer for decades now, and I just really caught this recently, and that is when the Bible is saying perfect love cast out fear, the word perfect used here isn't talking about flawless perfection, but it literally means complete, full-grown, and mature. So what it's talking about is the more we know and believe God loves us, uh, the more complete and mature and full-grown our understanding of His love is, fear won't have a place in our life. That's pretty powerful. In 1 John 4, verse 18, it says, But he who fears has not been made perfect or complete, full-grown, and mature in love. Now, as I look at that, I think to myself, I need to grow in my understanding of love, of God's love for me, because there are times when I get anxious. There are some times where I may even become fearful. And the more we know and believe the love God has for us, the less fear will be able to bother us. Tell yourself that's good. Romans 8.15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. You see, you and I, uh, and, and this can be difficult for some who uh, were raised in an abusive household or family, and today we need to know that, that God is not an abusive father. He is a good dad. He's a good father. Abba, Father. It's, it's a personal term, this word Abba. It's the close, uh, and many of you know, it's the, the daddy kind of term, that intimate closeness of a father. And the, that spirit of fear has to go before the spirit of adoption, whereby we are entered into the kingdom of God, the family of God, and our hearts cry out, Father. Father. So, how do we know and believe God's love better? And I thought of a, we can. <clears throat> there are so many things how we can grow in our our understanding of God's love for us. We we read the Bible, which we ought to do. We ought to get in the Word, see what the Word of God says about God's love for us. <clears throat> we our prayer life is so important, where we get in. Uh, alone with God, or, uh, whether it's a closet, a room, or, or walking down a street or something, we're praying, believing, and, and getting into to, uh, that relation and broadening our relationship with God through our, our prayer life, our praising and worshiping God. We, we get uh, uh, more understanding and revelation of His love as we pour our love out toward Him, but there really is one thing that I just want to focus on, and basically it's a choice that we have, and that choice is to believe. Amen. Simply believe. I dare to believe I'm the one Jesus loves. <clears throat> Make it personal. I dare to believe I'm the one Jesus loves. See, one of the biggest problems that we have is we know ourselves too well <clears throat> and maybe don't know God well enough. We know ourselves, don't we? 
We know our own faults, our hang-ups, quirks, oddities, weirdness. Uh, You don't have to respond to this statement, but as much as we have grown in our lives since becoming uh, a Christian, since we gave our lives to Christ, all of us still have some faults, hang-ups, quirks, oddities, weirdness. I thought about having you look at somebody and say, you're weird, but I thought that that would be weird, so I don't do that. A husband looked at his wife. You shouldn't do that. Okay. We know ourselves. Wife turned to her husband. No. Stop, Wilson. Get back on track. We know ourselves too well, don't we? And subconsciously, because we know our faults, our oddities, our quirks, all of that, we can think, well, I know God loves me, but can I really believe that I'm the one he loves, that he loves me that closely, that intimately, that intimately, that, that uh, incredibly. And see, that's why we have to get to know God better. He doesn't love us because we're good looking or talented or got it all together. He doesn't love us because we're being good. He simply loves us. And ultimately, it comes down to us being willing to believe that. Now, I'm going to read a a portion of Scripture here in in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 through 19. I'm going to clue you in that I'm, I'm getting ready to close this message. But don't sign out in your mind. I, this is such an important three verses that we're going to look at, and you'll get it. Ephesians three seventeen through 19 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, and depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now that says a lot. It talks about being rooted and grounded in love, comprehending or understanding how wide and long and deep and high God's love is. And then it says to know the, this is, this is something. If you've never uh, uh, caught this, it says to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. <laughs> he's saying, did you catch that? I mean, wow, he's to know the unknowable. And yet we can know the unknowable, obviously. So how do we do that? <clears throat> how do we get rooted and grounded in love? How do we understand how wide and long and deep and high God's love is for us? Uh, to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge, the, the unknowable. It all begins in verse 17 uh, by these words that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And so again, this morning, it really is uh, uh, a simple concept, but it is powerfully life-transforming if we will simply choose to believe, if we will dare to believe that God loves us, that we are the ones Jesus loves. We choose to believe 
God loves us uh, uh, in spite of our doubts, our misgivings, our fears, our oddities, our, our uh, everything else. We dare to believe that God loves us deeply, intensely, period. Not if I do this or, or, or because I did that, he loves me, but he simply loves us. I know and believe God loves me just because he wants to. And he wants to. He is. He does. And then everything else from our life flows out from that. Our, our, uh, a healthy self-image, we will not be so self-conscious you, if you're like me, you can, you can take a joke about baldness and let it just roll off. That was unintended. I just, it must, I hate to blame that on the Holy Ghost, but I, I don't know. Everything in our life. See, I am going to catch it after this. I already realized. So just... Don't do it on the way if, if, as you leave today. Just, I'm still growing in that understanding of his love. You know, you, so our self-image will grow out of our understanding of the uh, love of God for us. That, that healthy self-image, our, our ability to overcome fear. And there are so many things. We are, we are in such a, a difficult time in the world and things looming on our horizon in so many uh, areas that we are concerned about financially, politically, all, all of the things. And then there are our personal lives, our families and, and, and all. There are concerns, but we need not be in dread of the future. We need not be in fear of the future. You know why? Because God loves us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Praise God. Let's bow our heads this morning. And I want you to just pray a very simple prayer, and then I'm going to pray over us. I want you to just repeat this with me. I know and believe God loves me because of what Jesus did for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Lord, I pray you seal these words in our heart by the Holy Spirit. God, the, the, your revelation, your, your love is so wide, it's so deep, it's so long, it's so high. Uh, it, is, it is unknowable in the natural, and yet the Holy, Holy Spirit, you give us insight. You reveal the deep things of God like the love of God. And we thank you today, Holy Spirit, for revealing the love of God to us. That revelation came through Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, and we thank you for it. And if you're here this morning, you've never given your life to Christ, and you would like to today, I'm telling you, God set you up. Or if you're listening online, God set you up to hear how much he loves you. If you've never given your life to Christ, or if you've been away from him, you're coming back to him today, just where you are, nobody looking around for a moment, just slip your hand up and say, I would like for you to pray and remember me in prayer before you close this service out. Anyone quickly? Praise God. God bless you. Amen. Let's pray together. I, I just want you all to repeat this out, and if you're, <clears throat> you're at home or wherever you are listening to this online, just repeat this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, thank you 
for loving me and dying on the cross for my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe you love me. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Praise God. Would you all stand? We're going to uh, ask the prayer team to go ahead and come, uh, ministry team to come and stand at the front. If you'd like personal prayer, they'll be here up in the front for you. God bless you. God love you. Don't forget, Wednesday night, eternity, something to look forward to. Wednesday night, something to look forward to, but eternity is something to look forward to. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.